Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. You're on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero for the workday afternoon. Colorectal cancer is Singapore's most common cancer and one of the reasons for requiring a stoma. Other common reasons for requiring a stoma include bladder cancer, inflammatory bowel disease, Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis, obstruction to the bowel or the bladder, and diverticulitis. Today, we find out more about the need and use of a stoma coming up next on Money FM 89.3 in Health Suites. Health Suites with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Health Suites on Money FM 89.3. On the phone, I am joined by Dr. Lai Junheng, colorectal surgeon, Lai Endoscopy and Colorectal Surgery, Mount Elizabeth Medical Center, Orchard. Dr. Lai specializes in colorectal surgery, endoscopy and proctology. We find out more about stomas and stoma care today. Doctor, welcome to the show. Hi, good afternoon, Clarissa and the audience of Money FM. Thank you for having me this afternoon. It is absolutely our pleasure to have you. Now, could you perhaps start by explaining to us what is a stoma? I would like to let the audience know to pardon the toilet talk after lunch because it's all about toileting and uh, feces. Mm-hmm. All right, so we talk about, a little bit about the anatomy first of the uh, intestine. Now, the small intestine joins to the colon, which is a large intestine, which joins to the rectum, and from the anus, it comes out as feces. So a stoma is part of an intestine surgically brought out to the surface of the abdominal wall to divert the feces from the rest of the intestine or the lower part of the intestine onto the surface or out of the body. That's a definition of a stoma. All right. Now, who would require one? Usually done as part of an operation, like a rectal cancer surgery, mm-hmm. or done as an operation itself for the purposes of relieving blockage of intestine or to divert feces until the lower part of the intestine or the anus heals. So, for example, rectal cancer surgery, complications from intestine surgery where there's leakage of feces into the abdomen, severe cancer of any part of the abdomen that can lead to blockage of the intestine. That includes what you mentioned earlier, bladder cancer, other parts of the body like stomach as well. Mm-hmm. And for younger patients, and sometimes there are severe trauma like a gunshot wound to the abdomen that's frequent in a lot of other countries besides from Singapore as well as severe infection or inflammation of the intestine that leads to uh, what we call perforation of the intestine that can be caused by diverticulitis or inflammatory bowel disease like Crohn's disease or even complex infection of the anus. This would be the category of uh, diseases that require a stoma. Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. It sounds like a stoma is something that would be placed there to help in different situations, but is it a permanent placement or is it something that you use for a while and then if that lower half of the colon, for example, heals or surgery has done its job, you can take the stoma out? Yeah, maybe I, I give a short analogy for the practicality of explaining to the audience. So, for okay. example, we have like a water or sewage pipe that is broken and leaking into the house, causing flooding and smell. Right. So, what happens is that in the human body, you cannot turn off the tap or turn off the sewage with a pipe. What you have to do is that we got to do an emergency measure to divert the sewage outside of the house while repairs are ongoing for the internal piping. So, what you mentioned about permanent and temporary, at the current uh, situation of medical care where technology is advanced, Permanent stomas are on the downward trend because we can solve most problems and repair most problems. But temporary stomas may be increasing because of the increased uh, statistics of rectal cancer and the use of chemotherapy and radiation to fight this cancer. Right, okay. Now, so you've started to answer my next question, which is a patient's condition that would lead 
to needing a stoma. Could you expand more on that for us to better understand it? Yeah, so for example, not all types of colorectal cancer requires a stoma. In fact, less and less require it. But the parts of the rectum, which is very close to the anus, and especially if it's complex with infection or very large cancers, will be the majority of when we use or need stoma as part of the surgery. And when I mean part of the surgery, a lot of the time it means doing the surgery, cutting away the cancer, repairing the lower part of the rectum, and using a temporary stoma to divert away the feces for about six to eight weeks while this wound heals naturally. And then thereafter, a surgery to close this stoma back to its normal anatomy. That will be a very common condition in Singapore now that we do stomas for. Another common condition will be very elderly or critically ill patients in the ICU that require uh, emergency surgery for the intestine for various reasons I mentioned earlier. These people, because of the propensity for poorer healing, will oftentimes require a stoma so that the healing can take place without feces contaminating. The third category will be, of course, patients who have undergo complications from intestinal surgery that, you know, uh, the wound breaks down, the feces leak out, and we'll have to clean out the abdomen and put a temporary stoma until uh, everything else heals. These are the common conditions that lead to a stoma. Okay, you alluded to uh, advances in medical procedures, etc. So let me go back to your analogy of the house. You divert to outside of the house, which is the stoma, to do the internal piping repairs. Are there procedures now with all these different colorectal cancers, etc., that there is new piping that you can put into a patient, thereby being able to remove the stoma? It's not so much new piping. It's more the, the joining of the intestine. So I give an analogy. Okay. In years past, we'll have rectal cancers, or even in countries that are less advanced, that the doctor will see and say, number one, the rectum is very close to the anus. We cannot see save your anus. We've got to cut everything out and you'll be left with a permanent bag. That would be what happens probably 30, 40 years ago. Right. With the current technology, even cancers that are very close to the anus with uh, technology that we use like keyhole surgery, robotic surgery, we can go as low as possible and using special stapling guns to go into the difficult part of the anatomy, join the intestine together. Once you join the intestine together, that means your stoma does not need to be permanent and it can be closed then at a later date, perhaps two or three months later. All right. That sounds like a good thing. Yeah, it is. Now, colorectal cancer is pretty common in Singapore. So is the need for stoma in patients, is this a growing concern? Yeah. Let's talk about some statistics. Currently, we have about 2,000 patients a year in Singapore diagnosed to have colorectal cancer. Now, compare this to when I was born. I mean, I'm in my 40s. So in the 1970s, there's only about 300 patients diagnosed per year to have colorectal cancer. That's almost a six-fold increase. Mm -hmm. So if we look at statistics, obviously, with increased colorectal cancer, and if stoma is part of that surgery, the number of stomas can increase, especially for the temporary ones. So if we look at some statistics, 2,000 patients a year in Singapore to have colorectal cancer. Just under 50% of this will be rectal cancer, so that's about 800. And about 25% of this, this 800 cancers will be those that are of the challenging anatomy that require a stoma. So that's about 200 patients a year that require either a temporary or permanent stoma. Now, statistics are ongoing uh, with a particular association called the Ostomy Association of Singapore. Mm-hmm. And they have about 660 members giving support. And most of these members are what we call ostomates, that means patients with stoma. So uh, you work out that figure. It's not. Uh, it doesn't sound like a large figure but people around are likely to have an increasing trend of such temporary stoma patients until they're closed, of course. Okay.
Okay, so it's not a large number, but is it a growing number? Well, I think uh, we'll wait for the statistics. Uh, I think there may be a growing number of temporary stoma patients, but once they are closed, they are back to uh, their usual uh, life. So this, this statistics will, uh, will need some... Uh, uh, we don't have a national registry at this moment. Okay. One of the things that we see with other cancers is it used to be more in the elderly, and etc., like prostate cancer. But now we're starting to see a trend of it presenting earlier and earlier in life. Are you seeing that trend in colorectal cancer as well? Yes, this trend is not only in Singapore, but worldwide, there are patients who are younger. When I say younger, it means the 30 to 50 years age group, Mm. uh, where traditional thought is that you get this cancer more in the 50 to 60 years age group. So now it's just a matter of the fact that we diagnose them earlier so that we can cure and then bring this actively young patients back to normal life. Okay, now this is an important question for any kind of cancer. Are there myths and misconceptions around having a stoma bag that we can dispel today? Yes, the first myth is that it's smelly and dirty. With the current day stoma care and appliances is nothing much different than going to a toilet. So what happens is that you have a stoma on the surface that's a very well-concealed bag that covers it and whenever it fills up to about one quarter or half, we teach the patients to go to the toilet, empty it into a toilet, flush it down. It's not much different practically speaking from sitting down and pooing. Mm-hmm. Alright, so this is something to be dispelled. That there shouldn't be any much smell as long as you look after properly. So if you put on a t-shirt, nobody can see, nobody will know. Number two, the other myth is that the moment you have a stoma, you are a dis- able character and that's something that we continually educate the patients as well as their caregivers that is not the case they, they can continually active I have stoma patients that put on an entire full body swimsuit go to swim as per normal back into cycling swimming and active life and in fact there are famous characters famous American football stars that are in their youth who have stoma and continue to play and those are not due to cancer those are due to a particular disease called inflammatory bowel disease that is more common in the western world so I think these are some of the, the mis- uh, misconceptions I want to dispel that's actually a huge huge one that they can't continue with their normal lives if there was a stoma. That's a big one. I think that's a great one to dispel. Okay, so then the next question would be, would it be good for them to be active if they've got a stoma? Yeah, basically in the current COVID situation, we're talking about new normal. Mm -hmm. For the stoma patients, they have a new normal, especially for the permanent stoma patients. Now, for the temporary stoma patients, their new normal is two or three months, but that's still a very bit of a challenge for the patient because what happens for these patients is that they have three challenges. They have a disease challenge, whether it's rectal cancer or inflammation. They have a physical challenge of getting their body image and bowel habits totally changed and needing to have a stoma from the body rather than from the anus. And third, there's a mental challenge and acceptance of the patient, family, and even society of such a stoma. So I think these challenges are something that is important and need to overcome to get into a new normal situation. Right, okay. Now, for family members, caregivers, even employers of patients who have a stoma, whether it's permanent or temporary, what do you think is important information for them to have? The most important part is to understand that before the operation and after the operation, the counselling and education has been shown by clinical studies for the patient to better care and understand the stoma and have better outcomes for the patient. And similarly, for the caregivers, get counselling and education for the caregivers to help look after the patients, help change the stoma bag, and even skin care to the, the stoma area can give the patient, especially for elderly patients, a big difference in the confidence of looking after themselves with the stoma. So that's number one. Number two, knowing and having accessible specialised care 
as well as support for stoma patients. For example, there is a big group of people, about 660 members, called the Ostomy Association of Singapore that forms a support group and they actually come down, give emotional, practical support to patients who have stoma and they reach out to them together with many hospitals, like for example, the uh, Colorectal Cancer Support Group of uh, Singapore General Hospital. They do this as well. The other aspect of care with accessible specialized care is, for example, in this group of clinics, which is just open called Convocate Clinic. There is a specialty wound and stoma care clinic located at Novena Medical Center that provides such specialty care for stoma as well as home-based care for the patients who need it. So this kind of accessibility and support groups are important information for the caregivers and the patients. All right, let's talk a little bit more about Convert Care Clinic, which you just brought up. How does it help patients with a stoma? Convocare Clinic started by Convertech Company, which is the leading company in wound and stoma care technology and research. So as I understand it, this Convocare Clinic in Singapore is the first such Convocare Clinic in Asia Pacific where it's both a wound and specialty stoma clinic that has an international network of experts together with its comprehensive background of equipment, stoma, supply and research that can benefit the patient. So for example, if I'm a surgeon practicing in a hospital, I can engage Convocare Clinic for pre-operative counselling and education for stoma acceptance. I can get them for equipment and supply support from this company and more importantly, accessible nursing support for post-operative care for the patient and caregiver at the clinic or at the comfort of the patient's own home. As a practicing GP or even a patient who has a stoma, if I can't get any help elsewhere or I need quick accessible care, it's just a phone call away to Convocare Clinic for them to get specialised care. It sounds like uh, good support for a patient and for caregivers as well. Yeah. All right. We've been speaking with Dr. Lai Junheng, colorectal surgeon, Lai Endoscopy and Colorectal Surgery, Mount Elizabeth Medical Center, Orchard. Doctor, thank you for the time. It's been incredibly informative. So thank you very much for that. Thank you, Clarissa, and have a good afternoon. You too. I'm Clarissa Montero for the Workday Afternoon. You are on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.